0: Miracle eyes just holding your space Mm. World time has a way of throwing it all in your face The past she is haunted, the future is laced Heartbreak, you know, drives a big black car I swear I was in the backseat just minding my own
1: Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. I think this is working. Well, we're on Periscope and we're on the brand new YouTube. We are not on Facebook today for some reason. So, sorry to the Facebook people. I don't know what happened. Welcome to The Morning Show. My name's John Boy. Jimmy. It's bite-sized bits of everything I like. American history, American geography, baseball, and books. And we got... A lot of people migrated to the new new YouTube account. We got Real D, Norm Shaver, Steve B, Josh. Don't forget the intro. Nailed it. Steve, Kyle. What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining. We're battling some tech demons in the Periscope. I saw some people coming. Bobby Skinner. What's up? Uh, whippy Hap Code AK is excited. Yeah, nice little chill Monday morning here. Crazy morning. Uh-oh. Says the stream's dead. I don't know if it's still going. Says it's choppy and terrible. We're battling internet here. So I don't know if this is terrible for you guys. But we'll, we'll ride through it. If it's terrible, you can check out the audio on the podcast app. That stuff should be good. I think, I don't know. Came to the office this morning and the internet was just slow. We got to get a new router. 98 degrees. Maybe that's hurting it. Anyway, there's a, a lot coming out. Will Will Haydenek just joined on uh, Periscope. A lot coming out today. I'm going to run through it quickly. We got a Talking Yanks first series recap from the studios. Very excited. Speaking of, I'm coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. It's RSVLTS. Promo code JUMBOY. Uh, Talking Giants. Bobby in the... In the Periscope, new talking Giants come out. They're about to get into the swing of things it's the same as baseball, starting at the same time. Talking Baseball, we record live at 10 o'clock, and it'll be up on all the podcast apps as soon as we're done. John Boy and Jake TV, a watch baggage today. Three of the worst male contestants they could have offered the female contestant. I'm not sure why they did it. They're just being straight up mean. Talking Knicks, they got a new coach, so I'm sure they had a lot of fun reacting to that. Pinstripe strong. Joe's in the boy. I bet they're just as excited as we were to discuss this and talk in sports. So there's a lot going on on the network today, which is exciting. And I said that once I got to the new YouTube channel, I was going to switch out the the hat for a new one. So here we go. This is a big switch. Prepare to not recognize me. Okay. We've done it. We've gone to a new hat. I kind of like the old one fit really nice. It was broken in. Perfect on my head. New hat. All right, let's get into it. I'm be honest with you guys. I didn't do enough tons of research on the towns today and the topics today. Demand. There's so much to talk about with Creed Colorado and Kurt Flood. A ton. But I didn't I didn't do a ton of research because I know some and uh Creed, Colorado, it's 54 degrees and cloudy. Creed, Colorado is awesome. It's like the last silver boomtown. It's like the last silver mining boomtown. And so many interesting people and stories happened. The guy, his name wasn't even Creed, and he was in the Dakotas. His name was something else. He was in the Dakotas, um, I think, fighting the natives or something. And the love of his life married his brother. And he got all upset. So he changed his name to Creed and went to the mountains to strike for, for silver. Because at the time, at the time, Ulysses S. Grant wanted people to go west and wanted people to prosper and, and and mine silver. So he said that the federal government would buy any silver that you found. Basically, we'll pay you for whatever you find. So like silver camps ca- came like crazy. But, I'm telling you, there's so many interesting things about Creed. They were called string towns. Like, look at the shape of the town, and this wasn't the original shape. The original shape was they would just build towns over the creek, like in these canyons. Like, um, like this is the valley basically where the town is, where I'm showing you the actual towns. Let me see if I can find some old pictures of of uh, Creed. They would build the town over the the, the creek. So, like, you would just shit through your floor and it would go into the creek. Stuff like that. Let me see. uh, Creed, Colorado, uh, Stringtown. Let me see if that helps. So, the towns were, like, super tiny. Here we go. Here's a good picture. Um, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So, this is how skinny the towns were. Because they were just through the canyons. And they would build the apartments and the housing over the water. Google string towns. I think you'll find some cool pictures of it. They were super, super skinny. And then eventually they were like, all right, let's find a valley and make this an actual town. So they had to. Creed, Colorado's got, I'm telling you, there's too much cool history. So I decided to just talk to you guys about Soapy Smith. Soapy Smith. Soapy Smith, Soapy Smith. Soapy Smith was a, a con man. If you ever watch Deadwood, there's an opening scene where they're, Where someone screams, like, I found $5 in my bar soap. And then everyone goes to the soap store to buy soap. That was Soapy Smith. He just ran cons like that. Let me see if I can find some Google image. He had a nice beard. But he hung out in Creed, Colorado. Back in the Wild West. He had a, a beard and a hat. This is, like, the famous picture of him. Open image in New Tab. Soapy Smith. Just posting up at the bar. Looking great. Uh, Here we go. Here we go. His one main con was pretty cool. If you're into con man. Do you know con man just means confidence man? Because the dude's so confident he'll swindle you. So there's Soapy Smith chilling. Jeff Soapy Smith. His main scheme was as soon as new people would come to town. And like Creed was so big that 200 people came every day basically I think. As soon as people came to town, he would give them tickets to a free haircut. Like, get yourself cleaned up. Go to the barbershop. And then when they would get their their ticket, they would go to the barbershop, which he owned, or he uh, like you know was partners with the barber. And the barber would be spinning them around in the chair and touching them and, and, and checking out their wallet, which was in their breast pocket usually, and seeing how thick it was, how much money they carried on them. And if they carried a ton of money and it was thick, the barber would – Notch a little V into the back of his, uh, into his haircut. And that meant he was a mark for Soapy Smith and the boys to rob. So that's Soapy Smith. Whenever there's other stuff. He's got a whole Wikipedia. No, that's the next category. Get off that page. He died in Skagway, Alaska from gunshot wounds. How did he die? Smith's most well-known short con was a ploy. The Denver newspapers dubbed the Prize Soap Racket. Smith would set up a display case piled with bars of soap on a busy street corner. As he sold the bars of soap and spoke to a growing crowd of onlookers, he would wrap money ranging from $1 to $100 around a select bars of soap. He then wrapped plain paper around all the bars so that the money was hidden. He then made the appearance of mixing the money-wrapped prize soap in with the regular soap and sold the soap to the crowd for $1 per bar. Then a shill in the crowd would buy a bar, tear it open, and loudly proclaim that he had won some money. I mean, this is a scene like Deadwood. Deadwood Soapy Smith. Deadwood straight up did this scene. You motherfucker! Show me the. Oh, this is cool. Saw a lot of old pictures. Look at this bar. That place is tiny. Dogs. Isn't it crazy that you're just born in the town, the tat? You're just born in the time you're born in. Oh, there's Toby Smith's dead body, okay? I kind of just snuck up on us. Here's the Deadwood scene. That is flanks. Private. Thank you, Charlie. Soap with a prize inside. You got any prizes in that meat there, Captain? <laughs> Friend, I got soap with a prize inside. You were told to keep an interval between Well, soap with the prize inside. Soap with the prize inside. That's kinda cool. Soap with the prize inside. So that's Soapy Smith. And he died. He got he got shot. Let's see. How'd he get how did he how did I how did I how did I how did I? On July July 1898, John Douglas Stewart, a returning Klondike miner, came to Skagway with a sack of gold valued at $2,700. Three gang members convinced the miner to participate in a game of three-card Monty. When Stewart balked at having to pay his losses, the three men grabbed the sack and ran. Then they killed him. Smith's last words were, My God, don't shoot. That's sad. Is they shot. So, like, he didn't get his last request. Which even murderers on uh, death row get, usually. Unless their last request is also, don't kill me. Then they don't get it. Okay, so minor correction there. Well, I wonder how many. That's probably a lot of people. Okay, we're getting morbid, and I'm out, and I want out, and I want out, and I want out. But the next story about Creed that I wanted to do... It's also about death because Bob Ford, check this out. I'll show you a picture. This picture of Creed, Colorado, the random town of the day, one of the last great boom towns in American mining history. This picture is the death of Bob Ford. If you don't know who Bob Ford is, he's the guy that shot Jesse James in the back while Jesse James was dusting off a picture frame in his house. Uh, And then Bob Ford... The coward, Bob Ford, went on to act in a play nonstop. Uh, that just, he just reenacted him killing Jesse James in a play nonstop. And he just boasted about it. He wrote songs about it. And people kind of hated him. And then he was drinking at a bar in Creed. I think it might have been his own saloon. And uh, some dude shot him in the throat so big that his head almost fell off. So we're back to morbid shit. And then people were so excited that, you know, they got the coward Bob Ford that the whole town of Creed came out and took this picture we're looking at now in front of the saloon where Bob Ford died. I mean, look at the kids on the bottom left. This guy looks like he's got a skateboard or a surfboard. Just a a nice rounded plank of wood over here. All of these people look the same. I just think it's crazy that time before us existed and time after us will exist, and I really struggle with that concept. It's pretty easy to get. just sucks. I want to know everything. Oh, what I'm doing, you guys can't see. (laughs) I was just slowly scrolling past all these faces, but uh, the way I'm doing it, you guys couldn't see as well. Oh, look at this guy's beard. Yeah, good beard. Little ZZ Top beard right here. Just hiding it. Beard man. And the audio-only listeners are telling me that I'm being annoying again. Anyway, that's basically Creed, Colorado. There's tons of other stories I could do. I just chose the story of Soapy Smith and Bob Ford dying there. But there's literally endless stories. It's the last boom town, wild west town, crazy town... Um, getting some silver, silver, there's silver in these melons. Check, check, check the soundboard. One, two, three's the password. Hopefully this is hooked up. Okay. So now the official transition out of that story and into the next begins. And that's all I had to say about that. Smooth as fuck. Kurt Flood. Kurt Flood was the random player of the day, and producer Luke chose Kurt Flood. I wonder if he knows how much of a famous guy he chose. I think Kurt Flood's story is really, really well known, especially with the labor negotiations going on right now. Uh, Kurt Flood was the first guy to say, like, you can't trade me. Like, "Ah, fuck that, and he fought the reserve clause. He stood up for players' rights in the league, and at the time even, like, the players didn't have his side because they were like, you're crazy, why would you buck the system? You're giving us all a bad name. Um, But he challenged a reserve clause. And, like, you know, he was the first person to do it and kind of, like, normalize it. And he went through the whole fight. So, I mean, the main thing about Kurt Flood is this. Like, obviously, he was a good player. He played for a while. Then he did this. He got blackballed from baseball. He finally comes back. He doesn't perform. Eventually, he has to go retire in in Mexico, I believe, on an island in Mexico where he just, like, owned a bar and had because he got death threats. People hated him. Crazy. He did come back. And all that. And then he was the commissioner of the short-lived senior league, which is what I want to talk about. So the Kurt Flood story that everyone talks about is him challenging the reserve clause. It's a great story. Um, I thought maybe I'll just talk about his actual playing days because I feel like that doesn't get talked about as much as his challenging the reserve clause. And I was reading his Wikipedia. it said he was the commissioner of the short-lived senior league. And now I'm super interested in the senior professional baseball association um, Because I didn't know this existed And I want to find out more about it And I actually Am going to read this shit for the first time <clears throat> The uh, Senior league It existed f- in 1989 That's the year I was born And it was based in Florida And it was for players age 35 and over But catchers Could be as young as 32 That's good Okay Um, The league began in 1989, had two divisions, and a 72-game schedule. That's a lot of games. I wonder how old people were. Um, Raleigh Fingers, Ferguson Jenkins, Vida Blue, Earl Weaver, they all played in it. Um, At age 54, Ed, I'm going to say his last name wrong, and everyone's going to get mad at me, so I'm just ditching it, was the oldest player. So, 54 was the oldest player. How many seasons did it do? Throughout the season, most clubs struggled with poor attendance with an average attendance of less than 1,000 per game. I mean, that's really poor. You had some stars out there. Ron Washington was the offensive star. 359. He hit 359. And 73 RBIs. He won the MVP award. Mickey Rivers hit 366. The oldest everyday player in the league at 47. Mickey Rivers. I mean, that adds up. Mickey Rivers... Goes to old-timers day. He's like 90,000 years old. He still steals second base every year in old-timers day. He's still just moving. This is pretty interesting. I wonder how many players played. I wonder how many players. Oh, Joaquin Andujar was in this? I will get the swag levels up. He had five wins in an ERA of 1.31. I wonder what, what the other stipulations were to play in this the senior league because, you know, obviously you have people that are 35 or up that are really, really good. They're going to play in major league baseball. You have, you know, um, did you have to play in major league baseball to be able to play in this league? You know, is there like a 36-year-old that's good enough to play in the senior league but not good enough to play in the major leagues? Like can Eric Kratz, catcher Eric Kratz, can he be like, all right, well, I'm done being a quadruple A backup in pro ball. I'll just go crush it in the senior league. I mean, Kratz is like thirty-eight, right? Eric Kratz, he's forty years old. Is that a better? He's a catcher right now. Is that a better option option for him? If this was still around, would Kratz be ditching MLB for the senior league, and tearing it up? What's the stipulations here? League's top four teams participated in a three-game single-elimination tournament with a rather u- unusual format. Okay, interested. On February second, the league's second-place cl- clubs faced off. The Explorers defeated the Sun Sox. Sun Sox for a chance to face the Saint. Well, now we got to look at these damn team names. I can't get. We had the Saint Petersburg Pelicans. They came in first place. The Bradenton Explorers, Orlando Juice OJ. Winter Haven Super Sox. That name sucks, and they came in fourth place, last in their division. And we all agree that the Winter Haven Super Sox is a terrible name. West Palm Beach Tropics, layup name. Fort Myers Sun Sox, bad name. Like Super Sox and Sun Sox, I get you're playing off white socks and red socks, but those are literally, they wore those color socks. I don't know what you're talking about here. Gold Coast Suns, kind of bland. And the St. Lucie Legends. That seems cool. Um, I'm interested in, like, do they have, like, this on baseball reference anywhere? Notable players. I knew nothing about this league. In On June 1st, 2008, the Tampa Bay Rays wore St. Petersburg Pelican jerseys to honor the team. They'd do anything to sell some new jerseys back then, huh? Well, they were good back then. Hey, let's find uh let's find what these jerseys look like. Can I do senior league baseball uniforms? Images. Nope, that's little league, not senior league. You dumbasses. Like oh, what do the Bradenton Explorers look like? What the fuck's going on? Bradenton Explorers images. All right, we got a baseball card here. The Explorers wore pinstripes. That's cool. This is going to be hard. I wish I could I wish there was a website that just had all these like the West Palm Beach Tropics. What did their jerseys look like? That's kind of cool whoa tropics tropic stuff was kind of cool are they still making these look at this hat for anyone listening the tea in tropics is a uh a, a um uh palm tree god damn that was dumb Oh, look at the away unis. I like these. Oh, I like these. If anyone's sitting on a tropics hat, send it my way. Here they are, Onaga, on Raleigh Fingers. We're in the tropics. Oh, 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 Raleigh. Just looking so damn good. Man. That's the most exciting thing I've seen. Raleigh Fingers in the tropics. Okay, let's find out what the... Let's, uh, yeah, we're doing it. We're officially in.
0: I'm not going to go down the hole with you, with you, with you again.
1: I like, I like these uh, sun socks uniforms too. They're just like the A's color scheme with sun socks. How many more should I look at before we're officially over this? The St. Lucie Legends? I'm guessing the St. Lucie Legends are going to be yellow. That's my guess. St. Lucie. Okay. Oh. Super boring jerseys. For being legends. Boring. Orlando Juice. Last one. Promise you And I'm out. Do this on your own time and we can all... Uh Orlando Juice. Baseball. Uh kind of funny just to have juice across the chest. Like I I like that as well. I'm not against it. I really like the the tropics. What's up, Rusty? Rusty just joined the Periscope. Uh all right. So that was Kurt Flood, which led us down the rabbit hole of the senior league, which led us to if someone has a Tropics hat. I don't think I can pull it off. What was the team name? The trop- What was the, or West Palm Beach Tropics. If anyone has a West Palm Beach Tropics hat sitting around, like, I don't think I can pull that off. I don't give off those vibes. But it's a cool hat. But I think you gotta be like beachy and cool, which I am not. So cool. Alright.
0: And that's all I had to say about that.
1: Book of the day today, I don't have it on me because I don't know where all my Elmer Leonard books went. I have a bookshelf and I was like, I'm gonna do an Elmer Leonard book, and I couldn't find it. So I couldn't find any of my Elmer Leonard books. So somewhere at my parents' house, um, uh, my fiancé's parents' house, somewhere I still have a bunch of books. I, I don't know. I used to carry them with me all the time, and then they get really heavy, and then you got to ship them, so it's uh, it's not. But Elmore Leonard, it's still summer. It's August. If anyone's going on a beach vacation, just grab an Elmore Leonard book. Uh-oh. the steam, Did the stream just completely – did it just completely stop? Ah shit. Well. Bummer. Um I'll finish this out for the podcast. You can uh listen to it there. But yeah, I don't know what's going out there tonight. Anyway, Elmer Leonard writes really really fun books if you like pulp fiction. You know, he kind of they kind of stole his vibe there with like the quirky talking criminals and hitmen. Um that have like mundane conversations and the juxtaposition of them being on their way to kill someone while debating what a whopper's called straight out of Elmer Leonard's playbook. Elmer Leonard wrote a ton of books. Kill Shot's one of my favorite. I don't even know if it's a it it is a favorite of people that like Elmore Leonard, but I uh, I like it a lot. It's about it's about two hitmen who are going through Missouri to uh, do a job. They run into a construction worker, an iron worker who stands way up on cranes without harnesses, like a badass dude. His name was Wayne in the book, I believe. And they're trying to interfere with his house, and there's another guy who's a realtor, and they team up to go against the hitmen, and it's funny and it's cool, and there's a character in there that I thought, uh, uh, uh like, uh tatted-up-wired Justin Long would be perfect to play. Or, um... Or or, or 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 the guy from uh 30 rock from the sun um who's got three names and Joseph joseph gordon love it oh internet just is incredibly out so no one's hearing this besides the podcast people i'm sorry this sucks kill shots a great book thanks for listening we'll try to fix the internet tomorrow goodbye listening. bye
0: zero in the rain tattoo way down you You were a miracle